The film podcast you're about to listen to contains heavy spoilers, so if you have not seen any of the films we're discussing in this episode, please pause now and go watch before continuing. You have been warned. Where are you going? Just leaving. But where? I have to return some videotapes. And welcome to yet another episode of I Have to Return Some Videotapes. My name is Armand. I'm Susan. And I'm uh, Gertrude. Gertrude. Hi, Gertrude. No, I'm Joe. (laughs) But Gertrude would be cool. How's it going? It's... Yeah, you know, Gertrude's a fine name. Uh, <laughs> Don't lie to yeah, me. I work, I, look, I work Gert. I work with a, a woman named Gertie, so, you know. Tell her she should just be Gert. Just Gert. Gert. <laughs> Gert. Just Gert? Gert. Oh, you know what? Go by yogurt. No, just <laughs> just Gert. And she lives in a yurt. <laughs> Gert living in a yurt in the big blue city. Um... But yeah, Gertie, <laughs> Gertie. Man, it's been a month. It's been a month since you've last heard from us, folks. And uh, this is gonna be a fucking long episode. We got a lot of shit to cover, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, but you know, we should probably just dive right into our main, I guess, topic of discussion because last time, uh, Susan, you have been begging for months. <laughs> To talk about one of your favorite films, The Love Witch. The Love Witch. So please, give us an explanation of The Love Witch and why do you love The Love Witch? Okay, so it's a campy, 60s inspired, like, comedy thriller I guess it's a little bit horror, but it's more thriller than horror. Um, it's not a super serious movie, but I like any piece of media that has witchcraft in it. And I just think it's funny how she just captivates every man she talks to. <laughs> yeah, she's the love witch. She's the love witch. Um. Yeah. Do you relate to it? Because are, would you describe yourself as a witch or a Wicca? 
Or you... I'm really, really lazy about it. <laughs> I kind of just do things when I want to and not when I don't. But, so you're like more of an enthusiast? <laughs> I wouldn't say that I am an enthusiast as much as I'm a sporadic practitioner. <laughs> okay. And I kind of just do things my own way. Like I don't care about rules or conventions. I don't care about deities either. I kind of just do what I want. Yeah, that's all yeah. fair. I, I mean, they're... besides, obviously, you know, witchcraft, what what makes this a, a favorite for you? Because you, you really love this movie. I don't even know. How did you discover this movie? Um, I can't remember exactly where, but it was like, a post online it may have either been on instagram or on facebook but it's like um female-led horror films based on the zodiac the and, zodiac <laughs> and i'm a libra and under libra it was the love witch and <laughs> i'm just like what is that did you specifically search for that no. It was just like one of those meme. It's it's like oh, one okay. of those meme posts and you know, kind of on accident. <laughs> Do you yeah. agree with it that being a representation of your sign? I a lot of people get their feelings hurt, but I don't take um I don't take astrology that seriously. Yeah, yeah me neither. Because I know a lot of it has to do with Social conditioning, the culture you're raised in, um, everything. Yeah. So it's not possible for you to fit in the exact mold anyone prescribes to you. Yeah. It's all up to interpretation. So. Yeah, no. It's like, yeah. it's, it's cool to dabble in and be like, oh, ha, 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 that's kind of fun. Or like, that's kind of fun. All right. That's cool. And but anytime yeah. I see like the meme, like Zodiac posts about like Pisces, it's like how they're like whiny crybabies. That's <laughs> they're more whiny. like cancer. Like Pisces are more like, oh, look at the soft, sweet baby. Well, it's like that. It's like, and oh, they're, they're, soft, they're, sweet they have, they're soft and sensitive, but they also are fucking crybabies and and love art <laughs> you're not a crybaby though <laughs> but yeah um so the love witch uh yeah like you said it's it's kind of inspired by like late 60s like it, it feels like a late 60s kind of film technicolor mm -hmm. so to speak um yes yeah definitely has campy elements comedic and satirical elements mm -hmm. All over the place. Very fitting for the times that we're living in. Oh, yeah. Right now. Um, literally, <laughs> yeah, when we last posted, that was when uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned mm -hmm. here in America. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, definitely a, f a fun time to be a woman. Or anyone with a uterus, really. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm also getting sterilized in like two or three weeks. <laughs> this fucking huge news is just drop on the listeners. Whatever. Let's go. Look, 
I want to normalize the decision. No, to, yeah. Like, if you really, really aren't sure about children and, you know, there's a lot of fear circling around right now because of the Supreme Court decision and what's his name? Lawrence Thomas. Clarence Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Fucking... Clown ass piece of shit. All of them are clown ass. Him and Amy Coney Barrett and fucking Brett Kavanaugh. You know, and he said he wants to get rid of gay marriage and he might even roll (laughs) back things on birth control. No. Like, I don't trust these people and neither should you. This fucking man was just like, nah, like you. (laughs) He's like, all right, guess what, gays? I'm coming for y'all next. I mean, they're already (laughs) in Texas, like. You already can't medically transition if you're under 18. Mm. And if you have been, you know, move, I guess, or I don't know. Well, yes. Back- it's great to be an American. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's probably what, you know, this movie captures too. Joe, what did you think of The Love Witch? Uh, just overall? Yeah. What was your overall thoughts on the love witch you fucks with it if i'm being honest i'm not sure i got it because Mm. when i was starting to watch it and of course something named the love witch i was like oh this is gonna be some queer shit you know what i mean this is gonna be some queer coded shit and in some ways it (laughs) in some ways it kind of does feel like it you know just for like a second (laughs) for a second well because it's a very (laughs) colorful movie and you know there are some characters that talk about oh you know fuck men and fuck patriarchy and i mean you know the movie starts out pretty early on with yeah women like checking each other out and shit so i just thought it might have been going that way I, I didn't really feel that way. To me, it seems more like a really aggressively heteronormative film, but and to a point of thing. satire. Right. You know? And so, and just about uh, how ridiculous, um, monogamous, heteronormative love is a lot of the time, and how it can be toxic and controlling. You know? And and that's why I was like, you know, is this is this on the side of yes, the you know, the community? I and that's like it was it it really kinda swung back and forth between being like, you know, this is a yes, this is like just a woman that really wants to date a man versus like this is yeah, just kinda making fun of uh uh heteronormative uh romance, things like that. I don't know. And that's the thing. It was like... I felt like it was showing a lot of different uh, uh, ideas. uh, Especially ideas of like, you know, womanhood. And like, Mm -hmm. how you can choose to traverse that. Um, But what won out in the end is this very (laughs) toxic woman that... (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> wants to love people but then just kills them and then loves them even more um there you go to that's, me that's it more. seems like she's more obsessed with the idea 
of love mm-hmm. rather than actually being in a loving relationship. Yeah. Like when she's doing the ritual in her room and also the way her apartment is decorated in the movie literally looks like a witch shop and I kind of love it. Like I love the blue walls and the gold stuff everywhere, a lot of primary colors. But she like she gets on this pentagram rug and she has this chalice, and she's like, goddess, please find me a sweet, loving man. And she's like, love me, love me, over and over. But it's just like, it's like a very one-sided endeavor. Mm-hmm. Like, she wants to get yeah. without giving. Right. You know? And the most that she gives is her feminine allure and her body. And it's not that that's necessarily bad, but that's not how you build a strong, lasting relationship. Like, there has to be more there Mm -hmm. than just you, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, I do kind of, like, like I see your side, but I I do kind of agree with Joe, where it's just kind of like... It's like what exactly? Because like at, at, there will be points in the movies where where she's just kind of like you know shit talking how men are pathetic, but then she's still going out of her way to like lure in men. So it's like, yeah. what does she want? <laughs> she wants attention. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, yeah, like again, I get it. the The film is more. I feel like this film has good ideas and the aesthetic. That's like the main reason why everyone loves it. I think overall, in terms of like execution, it, it's it's a little shoddy, at least for me. It's personally. more style over substance. Yeah. But I like the campy, silly yeah. dialogue. Like I yeah. feel like you're not supposed to take this movie that seriously. Mm-hmm. It's more like a fun thing to watch. Yeah. That's and fair. you know, it's it's like a novelty film. Put it on for your white feminist friends. Yeah, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, uh, they're gonna add that no. as a fucking um, as a category in Netflix now. White feminist friend movies. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, that's just my my yeah my main critique of it is yeah, it's just like it it, it is more style over substance, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I still get enjoyment out of this i do feel like it just kind of like goes on a little too long and kind of just fizzles out and yeah it's more so just like uh my main issue is with the ending Mm -hmm. okay it's like this cop guy is such a fucking idiot like, first he's kind of suspicious, but then she's like, oh, but she pretty. She took me out into the forest with her yeah. weird friends doing a renaissance thing, and they gave us a mock wedding. And, you know, and then he just forgets about all the suspicious things about her. And then she lures him to her apartment and she stabs him yeah it's because she hot she's so hot and sexy he's like whatever she's so hot and sexy that men will do whatever she wants 
And that's, like, the whole movie. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. And, like, you know, it's funny, like, the first couple times, then you're just like, okay. (laughs) Like, the, uh, the professor, you know, he's that weird professor who sleeps with his students. You know he is. Just look at him. Oh, you're talking about the first guy that she goes after? Mm Mm-hmm. And then the second guy, he would have cheated on his wife anyway. It just would have been with someone else. If yeah. it weren't with, shit, what's her name? Elaine. 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 Yeah. You're supposed to love this movie. I thought you would remember her name. Hey. <laughs> it's okay. Hey. We are, we're booted up off the drinks, y'all. We got. We're bootied up. We got fucking mojitos with and then too much the mint. the third guy who's the fucking pot, the pot, the cop. Yeah, the cop. There's no excuse for him. He's a dumbass. Like, it was an excuse to have this very chiseled white man, this attractive white man. With his big square head and, mm. you know. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I would feel like you should sing this movie's praises more because like, I feel like I don't want to completely shit on it. No, I I love this film. It's really fun to watch. Sometimes I just watch it just to like, I don't know, it kind of, yeah. it's not something to be taken really serious. It's like, ooh, pretty colors. Ooh. Oh, that's so cool. Look at her go. Ooh, satirizing ooh. the patriarchy satirizing, and gender norms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heterosexual <laughs> traditions. Pretty much. Which also kind of uh, goes, that, that, that also kind of takes... I can't fucking speak. That also happens in one of the movies uh, that we also watched, Audition, which we'll mm-hmm. get into later. But in a much darker way. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like Audition does a a, a more impactful job yeah. with it. Because we don't know that much about Elaine's backstory besides she was married to this guy named... Was his name I don't remember Jimmy his name. or something? But Jerry? Yeah, like, Jerry. Poor stupid Jerry. Yeah, and and it's it basically alluded that she did the same thing. Like yeah, did like some, she she poisoned him. Some witchcraft or some I, stuff. I think she poisoned mm-hmm. him. She poisoned the wine and he mm-hmm. died. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that yeah, that's my issue. It's just kind of like you kind of see her just do the same things over and over again. There's not really much progression. I, I mean, and no I, consequences to be had. Yeah. I mean, not yeah, really, like, I'm fine yeah. With that. I'm fine with. She just gets away with everything she does. I'm I'm fine with with movies not having like a a concrete like you know wrap it up type moment where it's like mm-hmm. oh like wrap it up in a neat bow. But yeah, it's more so just uh, in terms of the attention. It's just kind of like yeah, this, this is like cool like. I mean, I don't know. I know the directors made films for a while, but yeah, this definitely mm-hmm. is like film student energy. Where it's just kind of <laughs> like they're all kind of like the same, like late sixties, early seventies, yeah, kind of aesthetic. Okay, yeah, like I'm not trying to diss director. No. I haven't seen her other movies, but well, I'm saying neither. like not, not in terms in films, of but... in, in terms of like film student energy. I'm I'm saying like where you're like just very like stating your your thesis and your mm-hmm. ideas, but like in terms of like the actual film or whatever, like 
not really executing all that much. Right. <laughs> in terms of substance. Yeah. But, no, like, I appreciate the ideas of this film and the satire. But, overall, it just doesn't um, stick the landing for me at the end of the day. It's not a bad movie, by any means, but it's not one that I would want to rewatch necessarily. I mean, I'll watch it if someone has it on. Right. But, yeah. I will give I have to turn credit. this fucking fan on. I'm fucking hot. Oh, I'm please sorry. do. No, it's hot as fuck. And yeah. Uh I I will give yes, praises and credit to um yeah, the, the general aesthetic and just the way a lot of um I guess you could call it the cinematography. You know, it's not even necessarily the way the shots are formed. It's just like, yeah, the the way they chose to with the camera and the lenses and um, the tr- transitions it there is a very um how do you say it i've had some drinks as well there's a very um it's 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 very consistent with uh that aesthetic you know it's not just like i know you did mention that it's it's like a novelty movie and i get exactly what you mean by that but they did take that direction of it like the visuals Mm -hmm. very seriously and i you know i don't see a lot of other people doing something quite like that you know like it kind of the uh the attention to decoration and color kind of reminds me of um the original suspiria okay 70s suspiria yeah yeah because i felt like that was more style over substance too it's mm-hmm. not that it's a bad movie, but no, that yeah, that movie's all about the style. It's all mm-hmm. about the style, and I the only I agree. Thing yeah. is that in the Love Witch, they don't they don't really have an interesting soundtrack for the most part. I mean, it fits yeah. for it does. It fits for its own aesthetic, yeah. you know. No, yeah, the, you can't top that fucking original uh-huh. Suspiria soundtrack. That shit is bonkers. Um, but yeah, yes, yeah. Any any more thoughts, or you want to say more before we um, start wrapping up? One of my favorite parts is when they go into the woods, and her coven friends are there posing as a Renaissance fair. Oh yeah, and the- and when they're singing to each other, that like love ballad. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah. Very campy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, I don't think I've seen any of the cast in other things. And that Mm-mm. definitely. No, it's it's very indie. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I do like that energy. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't think of the director's name at the moment, but. It's like Anna something. Okay. It's a very Which, just basic white name. But she was well, really... And also... Uh, hmm? But also when you see some no-name actors, you're able to focus more on the character mm-hmm. and less on the actor. Yes. And that's what I like about seeing people I don't know. Yeah, well, I, I think gonna... the... I think the person who plays Elaine has been in some stuff. She I think, probably has, but... I think last time I looked this person up there's mentions of her with brad pitt or something because she is hot she is sexy 
<laughs> but yeah. I mean, I look. I will give credit to the director because I I've looked into it and like the director pretty much did have to kind of like work on this film for the most part, like on her own, not that much help from, cause I think, uh, some crew like left for this, for this film. So it was, you know, a pretty independent, independent production. So I will give props to, cause that shit is fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't show. Yeah. Like it looks good, but there are parts where you're like, okay, what year is this actually? Because you don't see any cell phones or anything, but but you see like modern looking cars. I on did, the street, yes, you know, I did notice that too, yeah. and it, it was a little jarring. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it kind of adds more to the whimsy, you know. Just like it's a different world to step into. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. But yeah, like I said, uh, I appreciate the style, appreciate the aesthetics, appreciate the ideas. Um, but yeah, it's something that doesn't really grip me all the way in terms of you know narrative or like characters, uh, and n- not that you need that you know, traditional convention all the time, because, you know, I like weird-ass shit, but, um, yeah, I'd probably give this a, like, a 6 out of 10. It's, it's, it's still a good movie, but... You know how I feel. It's, it's a 9 <laughs> out of 10. It's hard for me to give a 10 wow. to damn. damn, It's hard yeah. for me to give a 10 to anything. I love it. It's a good movie, but I feel like there were... A few things missed here, but maybe that was her vision. I don't know. So is this higher than... Uh, I feel like... I don't remember what she rated everything, everywhere, all at once, but would you say... So this is higher than everything, everywhere, all at I don't, once? <laughs> no. I feel like everything, everywhere is a masterpiece. And look, anyone who disagrees look, is a you do you. liar. You do you. We all have our you know, own favorite films that some people can't understand. Like, that's that's me with Uncut Gems. Um, people understand. I think a lot of people like I know, that but, movie. Well, yeah, but, like, no one movie. goes gaga over it like I do, though. So that's what I'm saying. Don't say no one. I'm not saying no one does, but, like, no you know, one. who else do you know personally in your life that went to the theater and saw that, like, ten times in the fucking no theater. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I'm a little bit You just haven't loopy, met them yet. But it's yeah. okay to like anyway. a movie. <laughs> yes, Joe. Movie. Joe, what is your your rating for um, Love Witch? I think I'm right there with you and that I do feel, uh, I feel comfortable in that 6 out of 10 range. I just, um, yeah, you know, it's it's... It is very nice to look at, very shiny, you know. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of I will say, and I forgot to say this earlier. Not enough dick in movies these days. And this movie <laughs> got some dick in it, okay? Yeah. I think we're I think we're slowly getting there. I've been seeing, but I think the 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 exception is the dick has to be flaccid. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like I've, I've if been, there's a hard dick in the movie, 
Well, it's okay because hard dicks can be kind of scary. I mean, but <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in terms of like more recent like Hollywood films, I've been seeing more flaccid penis. This floppy wiener. Yeah. Um. And you know, it's usually fake most of the time, so it don't matter. Show us them fake ass dicks. But no, yeah, I, I did think this was an interesting. This is the first like fun witch movie i've seen in a while and i say fun in terms of like you know of course most witch movies are very very horror adjusted like your ari aster type yeah. shit yeah so mm-hmm. uh i kind of like still that mix seen... and match oh wait sorry that was it i was gonna say uh i still haven't seen the craft but i know people love that the fucking... craft mm. is really fun you yeah, should watch that i, one. I know yeah. in terms of a f- of, of a fun witch I movie. I really like that as a teenager. Yeah, I know a lot of teenagers like that. Mm-hmm. For that time period. It's a teenager-y movie. Yeah. True. It has Feruka Balk in it. Feruka Balk. <laughs> I don't know who that okay. is off the top, but yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're. I'm so sorry you don't know who she I is, mean, but anyway. I mean, the craft was kind of... A little too like we were babies when that came out. Like, yeah, I was an actual infant. It came out in '96. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I Woo! wasn't even born yet. You were yet. not born. Neither of y'all were born. Oh yeah, I was thinking like early no. 2000s. But, no, '96. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, maybe sometime in the future we'll watch the craft. But yeah, that's the Love Witch. Um, it's a nice. It has it. It has its charms. For sure, you know, and uh, so I would I would still recommend it. It's yeah, it's it's fun, and it's pretty to look at. All right. Um, speaking of uh, fun and pretty to look at, we also saw another film by the name of Audition. <laughs> Good lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, we well, Joe and I, as well as uh. Our good friend Jules, the Nintendo boy, we we got to see it in the theater at Alamo Drafthouse, and uh, it was quite an experience. And also, speaking of the Love Witch, when we went to Alamo Drafthouse, there was like a little, uh, like, silence your phones PSA from the Love Witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right true. I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately... Susan couldn't couldn't make it because it was a late showing and she had I work, had work the next morning early in the fucking morning. So, yeah. but yeah, we we saw this for the first time ever in a fucking theater and uh, it was it was quite an experience. Saw some people running out towards <laughs> that that last gruesome scene. But yeah, yeah, what are what are our thoughts on audition? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Um, it really subverted my expectations. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect at all. Um, I knew I had something to do with an audition. <laughs> and that's about it. And yeah, I'll say, I mean, obviously we give spoiler warnings at the beginning of the episode. But I will say, if you have not seen audition please try to go into it as blind as you can don't look up anything yeah uh about it online like obviously it has a reputation because like it's by takashi Miike. he's made mm. some kind of fucked up horror movies yeah. 
Um, I've only seen two of his movies, one being Ichi the Killer, which is based on this, like, really fucked up manga about, like, Yakuza crime mob shit. Some weird, like, sexual violent stuff that goes on in, in the manga and in the film adaptation. And then he also made this, like, straight-to-video, like, low-budget, like, digital, like, recorded on digital camcorder film called Visitor Q, and that one also has a lot of weird, like, sexual stuff, like, incest stuff, and mm-hmm. grossness, like that. But also kind of a comedy, though, like, it plays it as, like, a comedy. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's made yeah. by a, 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 a madman. Um, but yeah, fucking... <laughs> Audition is something else. Uh, how 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 are you feeling about audition, Joe? I also went into it not knowing what to expect, and um, when we went, so apparently uh, our local Alamo Draft House has a little, I guess like horror kind of weekly thing going on or something like that yeah and um yeah i think they do it across most alamo draft houses but yeah i I could yeah i could be wrong but yeah they have this thing called graveyard shift right it's like a weekly program every friday like late late at night they show like horror movies and stuff like that and so they just decided to put this one on Mm -hmm. and uh you know this movie definitely gets reputation for being horror but you wouldn't think it from watching like the first like the like, first half right yeah, the first even more because i feel like because this movie's like two hours long i feel like it doesn't really start getting into the really out there stuff until like over like yeah the until, hour like, and after a half the climax like yeah like f- almost 40 minutes left of the movie um but i would say you know it has this deception. Uh, a lot of people like to say the first part kind of plays off as like a romantic drama, but to me, there's kind of some horror aspects already like ingrained in the quote-unquote romance because it's all like based on deception um, and mm-hmm. like under the you know false pretenses. Like basically, so yeah, the premise of audition is. We follow this this guy whose whose wife dies, and then um, several years later, his son is basically kind of like, "Hey, like you should remarry." And uh, I guess he like works in like films or stuff like that, or because he has like a friend who basically auditions. I think he works for like a TV studio. Yeah, or TV, something. TV, something like that. They make like documentaries and films and stuff like that. But, yeah, his, like, business friend, his friend in the business, like, that's his job. He basically auditions people for parts. And he's just like, hey, what if we try to look for, look for a candidate for wife material, but we'll play it as, like, an audition for an upcoming, like, role in a, in a new film or something like that. And so, yeah. And basically, you're just kind of seeing these men just doing being being fucking creepy being creepy and asking um, them creepy questions but, but it's also you know played off because you know as just kind of like oh this is what men do because I, I feel like this film they also say really gross things yeah about women very it's we're talking about yeah very yeah very misogynistic yeah. like male gaze 
film, and I feel like that's kind of the point of the movie. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know what Takashi Miike has to say about it, um, yeah. but that that's at least um, similar to Love Witch. It is kind of like tackling heteronormative roles, mm-hmm. like in a patriarchal society, essentially, and yeah, like the audition and basically how women are treated as objects of desire and yeah and then some fucked up shit happens that is obviously a part of the system of that we live in Mm -hmm. um but yeah essentially he he gets smitten with this woman named asami Mm -hmm. um falls in love with her essay that she writes and uh but we later find out that she too is also deceiving him not really telling yeah. the truth and yeah <laughs> and to me i feel like that's kind of like where the horror is ingrained mm-hmm. at first because like even though it's being played off as like kind of like a romantic drama of sorts like you you get glimpses of like just like a sense of like just like something is wrong <laughs> here and it, it's a slow burn of a film it it takes its time getting and building up to the intensity that is the third act, but I think the payoff is really worth it, and it makes it so much more impactful. I remember yeah. just us turning to each other in the theater when we're when the the torture scene happened. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if people were running up to like you know vomit or something, but I saw some people like bolt out of the theater. During that fucking torture scene. There was... Yeah. <laughs> um, I was sitting next, like... Okay, so... Armand and Jules were sitting to my left. And mm-hmm. to my right, there was... Two people on a date, basically. You know? <laughs> yeah. And which is, yeah, a decision. For sure. And... Um, yeah. The girl ran out during the torture scene. I don't know if he... You know, I don't know if the dude like told her about it or if she just had to use the restroom because she came back, but she ran out. And when it got to that point where uh, Asami does that thing where she just like rolls onto like the needles, and it oh, yeah, God. that shit yeah. freaked me the fuck. I literally, not only did I yeah. involuntarily like shudder. So did the dude next to me, and we like literally simultaneously at the same time had the fucking like our bodies just shivered, and we made the fucking the uh the sideshow Bob you know noise like the uh, right <laughs> like I was fucked oh, up. God. Oh my yeah. god! I wanted to share that. <laughs> no, that was a great communal yeah. experience for mm-hmm. sure, because uh. Not gonna lie, like, since it was a late showing, I was in, you know, it's a two-hour film. We're, like, getting close to midnight. Um, I'm a bit of a sleepyhead, so I was, like, kind of falling asleep at points. Because, yeah, I was just like, ooh, it's really taking its time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, based on the reputation it has online, like, it's just like, oh, this is this really disturbing, like, movie. So you're just like, where's the, where's the, the fucked up shit? Where's the scary? Yeah, where's Show me the scary. But I think it makes it a lot more impactful because like it's, it's just like, 
it's just like a gut punch, man. Yeah. Yes. But I would say this movie definitely benefits from multiple viewings because watching it a second time, it did not drag. Like, especially since you kind of like pick up on stuff. Like it, it more like with multiple viewings. Like it, it definitely benefits from watching it multiple times. And uh, yeah, <laughs> fucking Takashi Miike, man, he's a, he's a, he's something else. There's a lot of people I was reading uh, when it premiered at film festivals. Yeah, people were like hurling insults at him. Like this woman's like, "You are a very sick man." <laughs> <laughs> And That's even funny. for his next film, it, Ichi the Killer, he, like, put... There's, like, vomit bags were handed out to, like, people in the audience. Because mm-hmm. that film is a lot more, like, bloody and violent compared to this one. Like, yeah, this film, yeah, like, the torture, it's slow and painful. And, and like, like Asami says, it's about, like, like, really inflicting that pain and feeling... Every every inch of it, you know, you could it could be f- viewed as a you know. Some people like to say this movie is a a, a feminist revenge film, and I don't know it, if I'd it say feels that. Like a feminist revenge film, yeah. To me, um, kind of I, though. Hey, yeah. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of it. You know, you take take from it what you will. Is there any more thoughts you would like to share, Susan um, or Joe? I thought it was interesting seeing how, okay, without spoiling it, how she turns it around on him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're all the same. Yeah. You all do the same thing. Well, before yeah. that happens, like, the entire time she's yeah. kind of playing into what men want mm-hmm. from women. Someone who is obedient. Um, and, and, and quiet. Yeah, someone who's... Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. As you kind of uh, see in that, like, first scene in the beginning of the film where they're at the bar, and, like, it's just, there's some women just having a good time in the the bar. Yeah, and they're just, like, laughing. These, look at these stupid women. They're all so full of themselves. And I'm just, like, for laughing? And then then the dude says, like, something even more traumatic, like, Japan is finished because of this. Like, (laughs) we're breaking away from traditions, like, essentially. Yeah. So... But yeah, no, it's a very uh, powerful film. I really fucking enjoyed it. Anything else you want to share, Joe? I was um, I was really intrigued by like the backstory. They were, you know, which you know, you really have to get to like, yeah, almost halfway, probably farther than that through the movie yeah. before they really start to go through it. And um, there's a lot of I don't know if you can really call it dream sequence, but just very like. Oh yeah. Yeah, they only really talk about, you know, what she went through in very abstract terms, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's a very. I felt like, you know, maybe even especially for its time, because I, I think it came out in like. Two thousand? Nineteen ninety nine. Okay, nineteen ninety nine, there you go. And that was the rise of like a lot of reality shows. And I think it's also, you know, trying to take a shit on that, which uh yeah, you know, I I get it. And um 
I don't, yeah, it was just very, yeah, one of the most horrifying endings I've ever seen in a movie, truly. So, uh, <laughs> I did enjoy it, but I mean, yes, it, it's, it is a movie I'll have to watch again, because it's, uh, when you first watch it, you're like, what is this really, you know, what are we getting at here, where is this going? And then it just happens, and you're like, holy fuck, right? So, yeah. right. Well, the uh, time sequence kind of reminded me of Mulholland Drive. Mm. The way it kind of jumps back and forth. Mm -hmm. And it's not till the end of the movie where you really piece the whole timeline together. Yeah. No, yeah, a lot of people were... It seemed very Lynch-inspired in that way. But this was before Mulholland Drive, wasn't it? Yeah. This was before Mulholland Drive. even it was. yeah, even like just outside of David Lynch, a lot of people like have experimented with like kind of like fever dream montages and stuff like that. Like, yeah, a lot of people are speculating on the internet, like theories, just like oh, like if it's all a dream, you know, because <laughs> like yeah, there's moments in that sequence where like he wakes up and like it just seems like everything's normal, and then it goes back <laughs> right. into the nightmarish reality. Oh. And yeah, it is weird given that like, you know, we're getting all this backstory about Asami and like he's also there for it, like seeing all of it and witnessing all of it. So like, yeah, it is kind of a, it just adds to the the abstract madness. But yeah, no, just, I fucking love the way it builds, man. Like just, I, I really love those shots early on, like where it just, he shows like Asami just fucking lurched in her fucking like mm-hmm. barren apartment with, with the phone on the ground and the ominous fucking bag and you're like what the fuck is in that bag mm-hmm. yeah and i already kind of had a feeling i knew who it was it got you a lot good. of my guesses came true i'm just like i'm pretty sure i know who's in that bag no that that sequence got you when when the person finally popped out of the bag. You like jumped yeah. back and you're like, holy shit. No, yeah, I was I was pretty grossed out, yeah. honestly. Oh, God. It was so Which, gross. Yeah. I don't know if this is true or not, but because I was watching some YouTube reviews of this movie and someone mentioned that apparently that scene where she throws up into the dog bowl and feeds it to him that apparently she actually threw up and I'm like I don't know I if don't that's know real that's, that's like insane method acting yeah and like for both of the actors too like I mean obviously they I guess could have fed you know cuz the, the the vomit was very liquidy um yeah but yeah that, yeah I don't think that's true but <laughs> yeah tr- it could yeah, be yeah I guess trigger warning for those who do not like vomit <laughs> even though it's only one scene yeah. but still yeah i mean like if that is real then uh that's, that's some sick <laughs> shit <laughs> literally really but yeah i fucking love this movie i'm glad i was able to experience it in a theater for the first time so if you ever have the experience to watch in the theater please do and uh, I'm going to fucking give it a 8 out of 10. Ooh. 
I think I'll also give it an eight. I really liked it. Yeah. What about you, Joe? I'm gonna go with a seven and a half. Mm-hmm. I okay. it is yes. Yeah. It is very good. But it is also um I think the best way to say it is like it's kind of a deep dive into of course misogyny and like, you know, Asami's kinda fucked up mind. Um Yeah. But she, she she's fucked up because of what she's there's, there's a reason endured. why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't um, excuse, you know, no, her but it's an explanation. Yes. Yeah. That's true. I just um like I said, I've only seen it once. I think this is a movie that was designed to be seen more than once. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, it is a slow burn. And I feel like there's also kind of, there's kind of moments and just experiences with other characters that I, um, it would have been interesting to, I don't know, get, um, See what happened with them a little bit. But that's also just me. Which characters in particular? I mean, for sure the dude that, like, you know, tried to help, uh, uh, I can't remember his name, but, you know, my man. He, he's, like, d- helping him do the audition in the first place, right? It's like, oh. I kind of, he was more of a misogynist, in a sense, than the main dude. So. They both are. Right. But like, he was just more overt. Right, right. I think, yeah, I think with the, the protagonist, uh, uh, why am I forgetting his name? I forgot Ayama too. or whatever. Mm-hmm. He has, like, kind of a charm to him. Like, he, he, like, yeah, he is misogynist, but overall, like, he has, like, kind of a... I was saying he had kind of a boyish smile. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's cute. Yeah. And he he yeah. he means well for the most part. Like he's not as kind of like grossly misogynistic compared to his his business partner. Right. Right. Like, but still and, like, misogynistic not, nonetheless. Yeah, and he's That's not out thing. for like, like just yeah. sex and like yeah. treating her as like a sexual object. Like he actually is looking for you know, love, even though it's under this weird, it's for creepy. Him. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. more one sided. Yeah, it is still yeah. one sided at the end of the day. Yeah, but um, and I mean, yeah, there's just it would have been kind of nice to see. Um, I guess not necessarily. It didn't have to be a comeuppance, but yeah, you don't really get to see what happens it, it with that character. It didn't need to be like that. And, he didn't uh, deserve that, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not the yeah. protagonist, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the oh, second yeah. dude, and then um, yeah. I mean the, the yes, the bag man, the man in the bag. I feel like, speaking of David Lynch, I feel like in a <laughs> lot of Lynch movies, even just these weird kind of bizarre characters get to have a like, oh, you know, like. This is why they're here, right? They they might be like in an alt from an alternate dimension or something like that, but you kind of get a sense of like, yeah, where they come from, and the back dude comes out of fucking nowhere. But he doesn't. Well, do you, you remember in the beginning when they're talking to her about her references? No. Yeah, she puts down as a reference as like 
this like what record producer mm, or whatever yeah it, i think it's the movie like and I think how it's, he went missing yeah oh so i think it's alluding that that's that the guy is the dude gotcha and then gotcha, when gotcha. he goes back to that when he tries to find that bar that she said she works at and that creepy dude tells him what happened and it shows like you know the fingers and stuff uh-huh. missing. Yeah, the tongue. Like mm. to me, I think it's just alluding that like he like I don't even necessarily think she was helping him or anything. I think it might have just been like an ex lover of some sort, and she like probably just like killed the other woman and like kept him <laughs> as like this kind of pet. Perhaps. Cause, I mean, because like that's how the men treat the women yeah like they just want kind of like a like a glorified pet <laughs> that will take care well, of them they they want Gross. you around yeah. when they want you yeah like and not when they don't yeah like uh yeah. like the protagonist housekeeper says that in the film like yeah like men always need women to take care care of them yeah mm. and then man that fucking yeah the in that like fever dream nightmare sequence where it's shifting through all the different women yeah like from the housekeeper to even the fucking his son's like, like girlfriend like he's yeah that kind of fucked me up to confront with how he treats women yeah no. you know no, and yeah. that's how a lot of men are and they either never get held accountable or i guess sometimes they learn but mm-hmm I feel like it's so pervasive in our society that people just think that's normal and okay, and it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, a very impactful movie. Like, yeah. It fucking when we walked out of the theater, we were just just thinking about it, and even you were thinking about it today, Susan. Right? Yeah, I was thinking about it today. <laughs> so when I was at work. So yeah, I would say yeah, watch it once and then let it like stay in your mind for a bit and then and like it, watch it, it will, again. Yeah, it will stay in your mind. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, I I highly recommend it. So please, as I said before, if you haven't seen it, um, go in blind. Even though we've just kind of spoiled the shit out of it, but <laughs> whatever. No, nothing can, you know, we can describe all that happens but nothing can take away from no, actually you have to actually seeing see it, it like the fucking um the effects and then also the sound design too really like in that yeah time. in in that torture scene is yeah incredible and it only fucking took him like three weeks to film this fucking uh, takashi miike is a madman like if you have the time Go through his entire film catalog on Wikipedia. This dude has made like kids movies. He yeah. even made like a live action JoJo movie. Like he he and like what? he's a workhorse too. Like that same year, he put out like five movies, like including Audition, because he's been like working since like the nineties. So like well, it was in the nineties. Yeah. Like, he's, he's done, like, direct video stuff to, like, TV movie stuff. Like, dude's done everything. Like, he's done it all. So, uh, mad respect to Takashi Miike. He's just a fucking workhorse. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Joe, you did bring up something, you know, speaking of David Lynch. 
we're still kind of a, a this section of the podcast is kind of you know movie catch up because you know we've been away for a month and uh, this this part will be short because we we already talked about this movie um, a couple episodes ago we saw Lost Highway um, I think at the beginning of this month right yeah, yeah. Uh, they did a 4K restoration um, and it just got announced today it's coming Criterion, the Criterion Collection baby. yes. So, but yeah, uh, to celebrate the 4K restoration, they played it at some theaters, and they played it at the Fine Arts Theater, and uh, me and Susan saw it, and oh boy, it is uh, it's beautiful, man. Um, it does look a lot better. It's yeah. a lot clearer. Yeah, it felt like I was watching a different movie at times. Yeah, because Damn. the sound, the sound is what really surprised me. Because there are some parts where I'm like, is that the film or is that other people in the theater? Because it's so clear and it feels so close to you that you're like, okay. No, that's that's David it's, Lynch, man. It's wild. Yeah. He, he's always had a hand in sound design, like from Eraserhead to, to now. like. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I just wanted to briefly mention that we saw that just because it's fucking, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, if you missed our Lost Highway episode, go wa- go listen to that. We had a good time discussing it. And uh, fucking seeing the mystery man's face in a 4K resolution on a big-ass screen uh, was even more frightening. Even cakier. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and then also, we saw another movie a couple weeks ago. Well, pretty much like a month ago (laughs) at the Fine Arts uh, by the name of Neptune Frost. Uh, Neptune Frost is uh, from direct from from a a multi professional in in the art world. He's done music, poetry, um, a rapper, singer, actor, Saul Williams uh, and his wife, who I'm forgetting the name, sadly. But yeah, it's basically... It's like a musical based on one of his albums called Martyr Loser King. And it's set in Rwanda. And it's all Rwandan actors. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's about, I guess the concept is about like these, uh, they live in, uh, it's like these group of like hackers. They live in these like kind of like, like, like electronic like waste dump. And but like, it's also like in the jungle. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and essentially, yeah, they're just trying to kind of uh, disrupt society, so to mm-hmm. speak. Um, and the movie. But they kind of just do it organically. Like, yeah. You don't see them actually hacking. They kind of just do it somehow with their energy and their minds. And it just happens. Yeah. It's a very more like abstract uh-huh. artsy film it also has um it touches on like gender too um oh it more than touches on yeah it, it is a big part of the yeah story. it is a big part of the story um it's a very uh lgbt yeah q plus film um and it also just came onto streaming services so yeah i highly recommend it it's please really, watch it you it's, won't regret it yeah it's really good it's yeah it's so think like kind of like like afrofuturism meets cyberpunk 
uh, meets musical, but you know, not meets well, dystopia. Yeah, obviously yeah. musical, not in the sense of like fucking like Annie or something like that. But like, no, it's like a actual. It's like, a modern contemporary musical. Like, yeah, like and it's and it's like like hip hop. It's African like music. African electronic. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's really. Please watch it. It's really colorful. So yeah, I was blown away. It's definitely gonna be in like my top ten of the year for sure. Um, it is definitely more of a niche film. It's a lower budget film, but I do respect, you know, it being made in Rwanda with a Rwandan cast and crew. An all Rwandan cast and crew. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah. We don't hear a lot and, about yeah, and art a, and film coming out of Rwanda. Yeah, especially yeah, and especially yeah. you know an LGBT yeah film. So yeah, please check it out. Highly recommend it. And uh, if you do, man, check out rest of Saul Williams stuff. He's an amazing artist, very talented. But yeah, I think that's yeah pretty much all we have to say in terms of movie catch up. Um, Unless Joe's, is there anything you've you've seen recently that you want to bring to the audience's attention? Um, a friend showed me the secret of Nim, and uh, oh, I think that's yeah worth the watch if you have not seen it. Um, I want to see that. Yeah, it was. It looks cute. I will say it was not what I expected. But I think mm-hmm. that's all you need to know, and that maybe you should see it. But yes, it is an animated film. And and that's a John Bluth film, right? Don, yes. The Don. Don Bluth. Don um, Bluth. Mm-hmm. Don. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of Don Bluth stuff, but he was a legendary. You haven't seen All Dogs Go to Heaven? I have not seen <laughs> yes. any of those. That's right. <laughs> That's true. You haven't, haven't seen the pebble and the penguin. What the fuck? Never even heard I of that. I feel like one. you're making some of these names. You haven't up. seen Thumbelina? No, it's no, real. I've not seen I didn't that. I know you're no. such a huge Don Blue fan. <laughs> this is all news to me. Oh my god. I was raised on '90s media. I mean, yeah, like I turn because on because you're born in '95. One of your parents is kind of poor. You're gonna see a lot of old stuff, like. I mean, yeah. 80s and 90s. Yeah, like, I'd turn on the TV and, like, they'd be playing All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'd be like, what the fuck is this bullshit? But <laughs> I'm not hating. It's just, like... You need to see Balto, though. Okay. I I have an open mind. It's just, as yeah. a kid, I didn't understand. It is kind of dense for a child, yeah. but it's still fun to watch. Okay. Wait, when did the secret? What is the movie called again? The Secret of Nim. When secret of Nim. Ooh, let me look that up real quick. Um, what's it about though? <laughs> I can't tell you that. It's about mice. Oh, okay. nineteen eighty-two. Hell, I. I but it does with not. Mice. Listen, you just. Like, I don't know why the fuck he went off, but the backgrounds and the <laughs> special effects, it does not feel like a kid's movie. It does not feel like oh. a movie from 1982. Oh, hell yeah. Is it? Is there dystopian energy? Yes, there is, okay. actually. Alright, if there's dystopian energy and mice are involved, then I'm all in, so... 
Armand loves mouses. Yeah, I I have That's shout true. out to all my rodent friends. He's a rat man. Yeah, you know I love them girls with the little rat hands. I don't have little rat hands. It's but okay. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, dope recommendation. Anything else before we, I guess, get to our major update stuff? I mean, yeah, at this point, I would do current events, but the biggest thing is, like, you know, Roe v. Wade. What's been going on, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're still figuring out that the Uvalde thing was, like, even worse than people expected. Oh, I I had a feeling that it really was that bad. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I I think a good amount of us that just, yeah. We're like, wow, they must have really fucked up for that to happen. And then it turns out that they did. So. <laughs> yep. The world is hell. This country is hell. Um, I feel like I'm being held hostage. Oh, yeah, we are. Like, I, I feel like I am. And I feel like non-Americans don't understand that. No, like, I think they do. Some really don't like. They don't understand how bad it really is for regular people. Like we can't. I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously, none of us can. Like, I mean, it's really that. We're also in Texas, and I think it's really yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Texas was rated the second worst state to live in in the U.S. What's the first state? Probably Mississippi. Yeah. Probably Mississippi. The South. Yeah. South is brutal, the South man. needs help. Like we need help really yeah. badly. No, yeah. It's all about <clears throat> access and resources. It's not about the people on on the ground level. It's about our representatives. It's not. Oh, is Beto gonna come and save us? Beto. Okay, he yeah. might Robert win. You never I'm know. sure he's a nice man, but no, I mean, yeah, people people are people are sick of Abbott, so I'm pretty sure he will win, but. Uh, I wouldn't get my hopes up, though. It's Texas. Okay, but will you actually do anything? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's the thing. Will it's you like, actually do something? Time and time again, we see that like the politicians... Democrats don't do anything. Yeah, they don't do shit, so... <laughs> they do literally nothing. Uh, I mean, as I was kind of saying on social media that, like, yeah, like, vote and... Voting matters when it comes to like local elections. I'm not. I'm when not it comes gonna, to local yeah. elections, voting yeah. does matter. And it when it comes to grand scheme of things, like the fucking yeah, like House or Senate, like that shit doesn't matter because they're, they they're they gonna don't override do, everything. They don't do shit. Yeah. Um, but I will say is like protesting are good and all, folks. But we have to actually come together and strategize to do shit. Take take some lessons. Uh, from other countries that have come together to protest. Look at France. Look yeah. at Mexico. It can be something like, as simple as a labor strike. Yeah. Just all everyone just saying like, "Hey, like, we're all just gonna stop going to work until like shit fucking changes." And it's worked in the past before for other yeah. countries. So, um, but the problem is, we live in a very individualistic and it's it's hurting us. Country. It's really really and it's. You know, that's not to blame. We're born into this system where we have to kind of look out for ourselves. Like, Well, it's so. also taught to us from yeah. an early age that it's all about you. It's not about us. It's about you. Yeah. And 
Yeah. So you gotta pull yourself up by the bootstraps and yeah. all that bullshit. But yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm all about protesting, but yeah, we do need to actually come together and strategize and make a plan, y'all, if we want to make some changes, because it's just going to keep getting worse. But uh, And also, the people who are like more middle class, I think, need to kind of step up. Please do anything. Because Cause... people on the ground, like, yeah, like, who are poor, like... We they, have more to lose. Yeah. So, yeah. I know this took a very drastic turn, but yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I think that's yeah. all we have to say in terms of current world events. But yeah, it's just, uh, it's been a crazy past month, folks. We've been going through a lot of shit. And uh, I guess this is a good segue to kind of bring past up... Past two months, really. To bring up, um... Some some major updates on what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will keep this mostly private and not go into full details, but I did experience a, a kind of bit of a, a a health scare in the family recently. Good news is that things are looking much better now. Um, my dad was hospitalized around uh, on the night of July fourth, fourth of July. Um, I'm not going to divulge details out of respect to privacy, but good news is that he's, he's out and got out of the hospital a couple days ago. He's recovering at home and, uh, by the looks of it, he's doing a lot better. So, uh, that was why we, th- why this episode is coming out so late. Cause we're, I was just kind of dealing with that on my end and making sure things were kind of going all right so i apologize in advance for for the delays but yeah things are things are looking better even if the world isn't but i know yeah you don't have to apologize Uh, for taking care of family yeah (laughs) no yeah i know i just want to give a a reason to our audience our, our listeners the very few of you but yeah, that's basically why we had to kind of put this episode on hold. But, uh, yeah, good news is just that things are looking better, so. Just focusing on on him getting better in terms of health. This is a very heavy episode, y'all. <laughs> and it's about to get a lot more heavier. <laughs> So make it heavy. So yeah, I think I might hand it off to Joe because Joe, I feel like you should probably explain sure. what's going on in your life and uh what changes will be coming. So take it away. Well, um yes, friends, family. <laughs> One and the same. I um yeah, so I as I'm sure I've mentioned, I have a full-time job. Uh, it's chill. I like it. I want to keep it for a while. I'm also getting a second job. Not a huge one, but I mean, I just really need extra money to move out. And I'm also, uh, very recently, I'm 
gonna start going back to school i already kind of did yeah you know i already had a kind of did orientation online school arizona state mm-hmm. so that's fun but uh another thing is all those things take up time you know and uh time is very a lot of time is taken up yeah time is very valuable and um you know i just of course, I love this uh, this podcast. It's 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 a baby, right? It's a baby <laughs> that we've cultivated for quite some time, and um, a whole year, Joe. I know, which feels weird. <laughs> it feels weird, but you know, it's it's that thing of like they say, you know, if you love something, you gotta kind of. You know, I want to see it flourish the most, but it's I'm just kind of at a point where it's like I can't really give it as much um, as much time as I feel like it probably needs at, you know, this point in time, which isn't to say I'm going to vanish forever. Like, I'm still going to be a guest, you know, whenever the fuck. Right. Pretty often. But I. I, you know, I don't think I can really be. Uh, uh, an attentive host for a podcast like this because some people are like oh you know you just watch a movie and then you talk about it no you know you gotta fucking <laughs> no. plan it out no. yeah right you gotta it you takes gotta, scheduling it takes yes, effort on literally. all sides yeah you have yeah. to effort. watch the movie you have to take notes yeah. you have yes. to not you pass to- out <laughs> yes you have to really think about it. You have to plan when you want to watch the movie to not be tired. Like, yeah, it really, like, you have to really think about what you do. And, of course, someone like myself is very passionate about movies. I just, to me, uh, me personally, I would rather someone else be a host that can truly give this the time and attention it deserves, you know? And, um... I believe that person is. Uh, have we decided? Is it going to be Susan? Can I say it? Yeah, it's yeah. me. Okay, yeah, it's okay. Susan. It's person me. is Susan. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's me. Person is Susan. And um, yes, I mean, I don't know. Of course, I, I think it's fair to say both Armand and I have a lot of trust in Susan and no that uh yes susan also cares uh not just about movies but about yeah just good discussion a lot of things yeah yes i like things exactly (laughs) and that's really all you need to (laughs) nose the podcast so yeah just be a person who likes things or hates things true too is that too and uh works for joe rogan (laughs) <laughs> yeah sadly but Bro jogan um, yeah but yes and i uh i know this is also kind of sudden but i mean i guess life is sudden and you know like i said please don't don't hear this and be like oh it's, uh this is just like when steve left blues clues you know i'll be around <laughs> oh i'll be back God. yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah no yeah this is see you later not goodbye yeah yes exactly yeah there you go basically listeners as joe explained 
a lot of things to juggle and yeah. we don't make money off of this so <laughs> no this is all for funsies yeah this is all yeah yeah literally we we started this because like a year into the, the pandemic because we're like you know we we had some time on our hands and we we had wanted to do a podcast for a while we just never had the means or the equipment to do it um but yeah it all just started off as a fun thing to just kind of get together at the end of the day to discuss films as friends as family so um yeah it's not gonna be it's gonna be a revolving door joe's not gonna be completely gone from the show she's just not gonna be here full time and like i said it's a revolving door so joe whenever you want to come back to discuss a film (laughs) there's a film that's you have a a burning fiery passion for it and you, you need to get it off get it out of your chest, we will be here. The platform is always going to be open. So, yeah, it is not a goodbye. It's not an end to the show. The show will still go on. It's just there will be yes. some changes. Yes. So, and, yeah. Um, yes, I do appreciate that. I will also fully admit I have a list of movies. <laughs> But you know, What's we're just gonna. What's your list of movies? <laughs> oh, very long. We list. can't tell you. Yeah, yeah. we can't movies. just <laughs> movies. That's the whole list. It just says movies. I have multiple and lists of movies. I have like Ooh. my letterbox watch list. I have like my Criterion Collection watch list. I have like yeah, like watch list set up for like different streaming services because I'm a fucking weirdo. But yeah, I think I have like over like seven hundred movies in my in my watch list. So movies, there's there's so many fucking movies. You're never gonna run out of discussing movies. So right, exactly. Um, I will also say I don't know if we've ever plugged. Uh, find me on Letterbox. Find Armand on Letterbox. Uh, Susan, do you have a Letterbox? No. Yeah. You no. Know- yeah, you can look me up on Letterboxd. I go by Doku, D-O-K-U. Uh, my, my profile picture is of, uh, of, of Mouse Fitzgerald from 12 Ounce Mouse uh, downing a, 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 a bottle of beer and holding a gun. <laughs> and then, Joe, plug your uh, Letterboxd account. I believe my name on Letterboxd is Jorp. And my picture... Is Dot from Animaniacs. Hell yeah. God, I have not updated my letterbox in like two years. <laughs> I feel <laughs> kind of bad. I just recently did a, a blitz of movies. Because I was yeah. like, damn, I should, yeah. I have a, I have a log somewhere. Like a, like a notes list of just like, of movies that I watched on certain days. But usually I, uh, before we did the podcast, like. That was kind of like how I got my reviews and thoughts out was on Letterboxd, but exactly, yeah. Um, maybe I'll I'll get back into it if I have the time. But yeah, so follow us on Letterboxd. You can you know see what movies we've watched and reviewed there, and look at our long ass watch list. Yes. Yeah. So that's I think I think that's pretty much all the major updates we have to say for the show. Um, Joe, it's been a pleasure 
doing this for a whole year. Absolutely. Like I said, the door is always open for you to come back whenever you want. Yes. Woo! Woo! Sorry. Woo! <laughs> but yes, um, uh, I, gu I guess I have to recommend thing a for movie. you to say. Yeah. <laughs> movie. Uh, wow. Um, I guess, yeah, I was kind of struggling on what to pick for the next film, but fuck it, because I've been wanting to see this for a while, and, you know, I, I, I mentioned it earlier, for the next movie, we're just gonna fucking dive in to more Takashi Miike, and I'm gonna recommend Ichi the Killer, which was released in 2001, uh, trigger warning for fucking blood, guts, weird sex, like... <clears throat> repression shit yes. like yeah it's it's a it's yeah. a fucking messed up movie it's based on a manga uh, try to read the manga if you can it's also fucked up but yeah so uh, if you don't want to be spoiled for next episode where we talk about ichi the killer you got about two weeks to uh check it out two weeks and uh just yeah. two we're also probably gonna. There's a lot of new movies that came out too, so probably next episode we'll. I know that Jordan uh, Peele movie's coming out this Friday. Nope. And oh, then, shit. Uh, oh, also good news. I don't work Saturday. So we can go see Nope. We can go oh, watch Nope. Shit. I'm go trying to nope. fucking go see Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I need to see yeah. that one too, honestly. Yeah. Everyone keeps making fun of me. I do love the memes for it um you know you know how like people were memeing like the barbie movie and it's yeah. like showing like mm -hmm. just grungy goth looking people being like two tickets for barbie they're also doing the same <laughs> with uh marcel the shell yeah there's a picture yes. of a uh, fucking robert pattinson <laughs> in his makeup for the batman with like the raccoon yeah. eyes <laughs> just being like <laughs> one ticket for marcel the Sh <laughs> and that's gonna be me <laughs> hell yeah but yeah i think that about does it for this episode thank you so much for tuning in as always uh you can get at us just look at the the description you can find out how to bug us <laughs> all right <laughs> bye bye everyone bye, bye.